Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Creative Control with Vish Khan. Hey, the Hillside Festival's this weekend. It's already here. I feel like I've been talking about it for a long time. Maybe I have. Maybe you would know. Maybe you've noticed. I don't know. But to celebrate the festival, I the plan, as I mentioned during the 200th episode with Daniel Lanois, which was a pretty good one if you haven't checked it out yet. The plan this week is to do an episode every day. Every, like, Monday to Friday, just, like, every day. And I think that's going to happen. We'll see. I'm short one interview currently, but I think it can happen. So that's the plan. And uh, before I tell you about this episode, I do want to mention the T-shirts thing. I mentioned it a few times now. We've got Creative Control with Vishkana T-shirts that were designed recently. Well, the news I have is that uh, these T-shirts, if all goes well, these T-shirts will be available for sale at the Hillside Festival in the merch tent. So that's kind of exciting. I've never had any... Well, it's been a few years since I've had any merch at the hillside table. I don't even like saying merch. It seems like a stupid word. Who says merch? Anyway, there will be t-shirts at the Hillside Festival. uh, Creative Control t-shirts. So if you'd like, you can get one there. If you can't make it to that festival and you want one, go to patreon.com slash creative control and you pledge $10 a month and you get yourself a t-shirt. Just tell me the size, where you want it shipped. It's yours. This episode of the show is with Lids. Lids is a new group featuring... Uh, Brian Borchard of the band Holy Fuck, Doug McGregor of the Constantines, and Alex Edkins of the band Mets. They came together to form this band Lids, and not a whole lot was known about them. They just emerged with this 7-inch single in March uh, that's out on Telephone Explosion Records, and they played at some shows, and it's a weird uh, group. It sounds kind of like all of those bands that they're in, except different. And um, I wanted to catch up with them. They're playing the Hillside Festival. A rare out of Toronto show for the band, and so I thought uh, we should catch up. So we went. I went to Ronnie's local. It's a bar in Kensington Market, I think. During the episode, I was trying to remember what I did at Ronnie's, and I think my interview with Born Ruffians was at Ronnie's as well. So this is myself, Brian, and Doug, and and uh, Alex. It's a little chaotic. Uh, they'd had a couple of drinks, but not much. I, I feel like at the end we established they actually hadn't had that much to drink, but they just seemed a little loose. And it's a little nutty, but I think it's good. So myself and Lids for you now. Control, 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 
This episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero, the finest pizzeria in all of Guelph, Ontario. They've got delicious gourmet pizzas or choose from an array of fresh ingredients and make whatever you like. Calzones, wings, panzerottis, salads, breadsticks, garlic bread. Pizza Trocadero has it all. You can find them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph or visit them online at trocaderoguelph.ca. That's T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O-G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A. Call them at 519-829-2444 for pickup or delivery. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade. for an interview we talk about the 90s we do end up talking about the 90s a lot it's yeah. strange we're all children of the 90s on That's some a, level it's a new show welcome back to talk about the 90s <laughs> I'm yeah, your yeah, host, yeah. Uh, <laughs> i saw this great new movie it's called empire records <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's the unofficial name of this show it's like all about 90s stuff and i, I had never seen empire records i haven't seen that either it's got what's her name in it uh steven tyler's daughter what's Liv tyler Liv tyler Liv tyler uh ding 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 doug for two points uh i've never seen uh reality bites Oh, I've seen Reality Bites a couple of times. I was a I've big. I've never ben- seen Reality Bites. I'm a. Hu- I was a huge. Um, I was a huge Ben Stiller fan because of the Ben Stiller show. Did you ever see that show? Uh, I did once. I didn't laugh a lot, but I like Ben Stiller's movies. You know, I like the ones he writes. I don't. You know, I don't keep up with them, but the one, the, some of the classics are great. The Ben Stiller show is like Ben Stiller, Bob Odenkirk, Janine Garofalo, Andy Dick were the cast. Then, like, Judd Apatow directed a bunch of episodes and wrote a bunch of stuff. It was, like, crazy. It was, like, a comedy, yeah. like, Mr. Show style. But it was on Fox, and then, like, eight episodes, and it got canceled. Mr. Show, on the other hand, that's the jam. <laughs> that shit's amazing. I, I, own, I own all those DVDs. Yeah, I have some of those DVDs, too, actually, yeah. Hey, I bought them recently, you know. I, I bought a DVD player recently, like, a year ago. And everyone's like, why are you doing that? And, like... I don't know, because you can plug it into a TV and watch DVDs on it. <laughs> That's what they're good for. That is what they're good for. I got like, yeah, I got all these Mr. Show DVDs that are like some used thing on tour. You know, you're, you know, this is great stuff. Sitting in the van, have a few laughs. It's great. Brian, you're the you're the only person at the table. Alex is there. Doug has got the microphone on the other side. We're at where are we? We're at Ronnie's local. Is that what yeah. it's called? Yes. Have I done this? Have we done something here before? You and I did something out front at for at well, pre- yeah, because we when like, we did the con thing. Then we were we were practicing at Paul's Boutique, which that's is next right. door. That's right. Right. That's right. And so yeah, welcome to the show. You've never been on the show. Oh, cool. I, I, I we've done an interview. We did a brunch interview. That's right. We did on my old uh, CBC breakfast show, which Doug was. When on. I do brunch interviews with you, they don't go well. <laughs> So, <laughs> when, when, when that's why this one's in the oh evening. Oh man, I don't even like talking about this anymore. We had, a, <laughs> we had the infamous Constantine's breaking up on the show thing that I did, and then when Mets were on, we talked about it to we the did. point where I'm worried that the, are, is everything good with Mets? We just got back from a tour. Things are looking bleak. 
It's because of, of the appearance on this show? I would think so. It no. was right before our big record release show that you put the curse on us. Has everything hex. been going okay since oh, then? Oh, no, it's really, uh, we're, 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 we're doing okay. Hmm. Well, it's good to have you guys all here. So this is Lids. I don't really, I've seen the band once. I have a 7-inch that I bought in St. John's, Newfoundland. That's really cool. cool. Who wants to talk about how this thing started? You're going to have to, you've done one interview thus far? Uh, before this one, just did we one. just did one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How did that one go? Great. It's for uh, it was for the wavelength show we're doing at the end of the summer. So we're kind of this is this rehearsal. We've we had a rehearsal today. It is the one rehearsal that's gonna be for both upcoming shows, which is Hillside and, and uh, Wavelength. And then we're doing uh, the interviews too. We're just uh, doing it all, getting it all done before we all go our separate ways. And you guys are just managing this, whatever this is. There's no like, is there a label? Is there like a management team, or is it just you guys? We've been talking to the some some people. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's us. It's it's us. Actually, at John and Steve, who uh, run the Telephone Explosion, put mm-hmm. it out. They do field a lot of requests because. Um, and they've been good that way because people don't know. They're like, uh, can, we, can you put them in touch with the manager? It's like, there isn't one. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, some people regard this as something of a super group uh, because of your pedigree, right? So uh, I think it's, I don't know how this happened. I know that you three know each other. I know you. That's all I know so far. How did lids come together? Well, uh, th- that is the part of it right there just you know like you say we know each other and that and i think that's how all the best things begin you know with friends with where you feel comfortable and just with the people you hang out with uh in fact doug and i were talking about it but it goes back so long ago it's almost embarrassing um not embarrassing but just time flies like i think we would chat like i I think maybe we were drinking you were slinging me a drink and do you no, it was at odd fellows okay so that's that was odd fellows was open so yeah. that's uh, there, that puts it into where was odd fellows that's a bar it's a queen and shaw it's like a restaurant it's um county, general no county it's county general now so it's like oh queen and shaw. that's right yeah, yeah. yeah i remember yeah, that place yeah, yeah. yeah it was a different spot and it was just like let's jam dude you know a couple of pints in but but you know on genuine like i mean i've known doug for a long time but it was just that moment where I don't think, you know, I'd been playing in Holy Fuck for a while where I wasn't, at, the, at that time in the band, I wasn't playing guitar and I missed playing guitar and I missed playing riffs and, and Doug hadn't been playing. And I think it was like going to be almost like therapy. We were going to be like, let's just get together and jam. And we did that at probably about three times, but over the course of, like, they'd be far between. We'd do months between. So we weren't even writing songs. We were just like having fun, like making shit yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. recording it on our on an iPhone or something. And... But we were like, who are we gonna get in the band? And uh, and uh, Doug uh, was talking about Mets, and I knew Alex only briefly from from Cudmore, right? You know, because uh, this is Scott Cudmore. Yeah, he's a film. What is he? A filmmaker, video maker? Yeah, director, and but also a killer DJ. And you guys would have these <laughs> again. It all goes back to bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'd like to stupor group. Yeah. Stupor group from beginning to end. Yeah, that's good. Did you did you make up that? Did you make that? Uh, one of us did. <laughs> yeah. it just seems so Toronto centric, and yeah. it was of the time. So you're more of a stupor group. That's pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we started a band. Must have been in one of our drunken stupors. <laughs> I was thinking about Rob Ford today as I was uh, coming into town because the HOVs, the HOVs. The Pan Am games are on as we're speaking right now. I don't know if they'll be over. When are they done? Are they done next week? I have no earthly idea. 
I was I we were all all the cars were in the uh, the top, the right the middle and the right lane and then the left lane was just empty yeah, yeah, yeah. which speaks to how few people carpool which is sad because right now you can only it's only an HOV lane you have to have three people because again think that you need three people which is I, I, I like it uh, it we, was a godsend for me today yeah because yeah. oh, you, you had a bunch practice you had a bunch of HOV lanes. you had a bunch you had your band with you I had what a, are these one HOV band member lanes? and some family members <laughs> yeah. and we were just Hauling ass, and it was. Uh, I was already late for practice, but this would have been. It would have been bad if not for those beautiful, beautiful lanes. Okay, it's like, it's like when you're driving in L.A. In a, in a van, and everyone's backed up, and you're like, "What's up with the empty lane with the chevrons on it?" <laughs> and then you realize, "No, we can go in that." Yeah. And it's funny because when you see people like getting busted with mannequins. Yeah, that happened. Someone, yeah, no, but that happens in L.A. Every that happens all the weeks. time. Yeah, yeah they bust yeah. sometimes. Someone's just like, yeah, they get busted having mannequins. Yeah. Yeah, I so Rob Ford, the former mayor of Toronto, the, this week or last week I think was quoted as saying that the he wantonly drives through the HOV lanes on his own and that they're a pain in the rear end. That's how he talks. That's what he said. And I thought of him today. And I and thought, you got to keep an eye out for the cops. You got to keep an eye out for the cops. That's what he said. I thought of him because I think he might be right. It's the first time I've ever agreed with Rob well, Ford. You know what? I don't agree with Rob Ford on this only because. Um, I think I would make the distinction between two people in the car and three people in the car. Because that seems to be the magic number. I would think that carpooling should be three or more. Like That just seems what carpooling is. But when, even when it's a two-person per car in the HOV lane, it's surprising how a few how few cars take it but it's functional i feel like the real great divide right now is because you got three so it's like all or nothing i think if you just made it two like just that, that's classic toronto like just fuck off like just just <laughs> that's how i felt today you went from having no carpool lane to three people and guess what you just don't have three people the only people that are like three people are, are a band or a family <laughs> like whoa neat there's no one. There's no one carpooling the Pan Am games right now. They're not pulling over at the, at like the McDonald's in Burlington. And go, I got a great idea. You know, like this is 2015. People don't even talk anymore. I love the idea of the carpool lane, but can we just start in the middle? Just make it two people as an experiment, and it would work. But right now, it's not working. It's totally dysfunctional. I can't wait for the day Rob Ford gets pulled over and cites the two bottles of Russian Prince. <laughs> I got two Russian I got royalty in here man <laughs> uh, excuse me sir where are your other people oh shit you're right yeah he's only gonna realize then I dropped my dealer off an hour ago oh, man oh man you ever do that thing you're really high and you forgot you dropped your friends off and then you get in the HOV lane shit what are you talking about? They're right here. Oh, whoops. Is this an extreme city? You guys live in Toronto. Do you think it's an extreme? You, you were hinting at the fact that, like, hey, why does it have to go so far? Why don't they do it moderately? Is this an extreme place? I, I just don't. I feel like it's one of those scenarios where no one's driving. Like, I thought you were driving. Well, if I'm not driving and you're not driving, oh, shit. You know, that's the, that's a perfect... When metaphor. does that happen? I've never heard of that happening. You know, it's a... I don't know. It's a, something I saw on Scooby-Doo once or something. You know, uh, it's like this thing where, like, it just... The mystery machine gets taken over, remote control. I was just <laughs> watching that episode yesterday with my son. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well... I love Toronto. It's awesome. But what makes Toronto great, I think, are the citizens. I don't think it's coming from above. You know, like I don't think I don't think we have great leadership, or I don't think we have 
good communication between different partisan groups. And I, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't follow it so closely, but you just see it around you. Like that's the evidence is in front of you with our messed up transit and our lack of like um, infrastructure and bike lanes. And we just, we just can't catch up to other cities because we're kind of stupid on that level. I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy he wrote for, he's a Torontonian, but he wrote for Esquire. Uh He had an article about why you might want a crack smoking mayor. And he's like, the government, the city government is so dysfunctional that people are doing it themselves. Right. Right. So you want a better yeah. park? You organize your neighbors into a community group yeah, and you yeah. get it done. Right. Right. And, 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 and how things are, even though like, the, the government is dysfunctional, the city's growing rapidly. But as, and, as Brian says, that's a testament to the people that are just like, F everybody. Like, I'm just going to, we'll just do everything ourselves and we'll make it better. But I mean, I don't know. Like you went up. Like the thing this week was John Tory, your current mayor, mistook Drake for Kanye West. I'm fine with that because I. You're okay with that? I, I kind of want my 60 year olds to not know <laughs> yeah. the difference yeah, 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 yeah. and actually know policy, city well, planning. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Joe. Sure, that's sort of fair. Except that then today they released a video of John Tory. Uh, they they tried to spoof his lack of knowledge. You didn't see this? He's like, they, they did like a social media campaign where it's him on a subway with like a baseball cap on crooked with headphones and Kanye West's uh, <laughs> Stronger. I want to see this. It's uh, playing and in the background and he's kind of trying to nod his head to the rhythm, but he can't do it. And then he's sneakily looking at uh, the new Rolling Stone with Kim Kardashian on the cover. The whole thing's very convoluted. Uh, you, you have a lot to be embarrassed about in your city. I'm glad I don't live here. Oh, my God. I didn't know about that. I just think of... Anytime I hear anything like that, I just think of Homer Simpson doing the Mr. Plow rap or something. Right? <laughs> Where like his kids are like, promise us you'll never do that again. It's like, have... Oh, my... But that's... Urgh, that's... Ah, fuck, man. You know what? Sorry. Uh, that's just Canadian in a weird way, too, because I'm, I'm not from Ontario. I grew up with this. Like, it, this has just been omnipresent in my life. Like, just like bad ad campaigns. Like, look at these bikers who are really gentle. Look at these rappers who like classical music. Like, this is, right. let's just pit these stereotypes. And it's like laziness. It's like lazy advertising. It's like la- like trying to identify in the most lazy ways. It's just lazy all around the board. Like, well, people don't know how to deal with hip hop. And uh, particularly certain kinds of people don't know how to deal with hip hop. And okay. it goes back to what Doug said. It's okay. You don't need to. Like the, I think that that's where I bring in the, the Homer reference. It The great offense of that bit wasn't that he's like you know, trying to be, it's, it's, he's trying to do something he doesn't need to do. He's trying to rap and he doesn't need to rap. You don't need to do that. What Beach, about Obama? Beach, does, what your about dad, a- does your dad know the difference between Kanye and uh, uh, Drake? Mine wouldn't. No, no. That's no. probably, no. He wouldn't know who they are. No. That's John, fine. John Tory's my father's age. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I'm work, not, work on gridlock. I'm not, oh, <laughs> that's fair. But he's, oh, gridlock's just going up the charts yeah. these days with his new jam called H.O.V. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's fair. I blame his team. I don't blame him. You know, he's got to make that speech. He's confusing. Wait, the mafia? I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, does Lids uh, reflect uh, this city in some way? Yes. The music you make? Absolutely we do. We are the poster child of the Toronto music scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's three people who ended up here. 
Yeah, none of you are from Toronto. That's true. Yeah, we really reflect the diaspora of, <laughs> of the <laughs> young white men crossing the 401. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> to live yeah. in the big smoke. Just a, just a dream. I cruise the 401. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm curious about the when I saw the band the first time, and someone asked me about it after. I'm like. Because they're like, oh, the band with the guy from the Constantines and the guy from Mets and the guy from Holy Fuck. What does it sound like? I'm like, sounds pretty much exactly like that. <laughs> it sounds like all those bands made a band, and that's what it sounds like. Can you talk about? So you and Doug started working together, or formula, formalizing this thing. You bring Alex in because you know him. But what about playing? Like, how do you come about, uh, you know, getting a sound? Uh, well, in, it, exactly. We're still working on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we love music, love to play together. It's sort of like our, um, I don't know, it's just like creative time that you spend with people, but we really enjoy each other's company and we enjoy each other's bands. And I think that gives a lot of like this kind of like, you're kind of already on each other's team a little bit. So it's like, so, you know, Doug will start a beat and then Alex comes in with, with something on bass. I'm not going to sit there and be like, no, 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 guys. I'm just no, like, no, all yeah. right, I'm going to add to that because chances are what they're doing is probably cool. Like, it seems pretty free for him. Like, how do you... There's none of the nightmare where, like, you get together with a guy and all of a sudden he thinks he's flea. Right. You know, like, right. I don't think you've slapped a bass once. Well, not around you guys. <laughs> <laughs> when the lights are out, when the curtains are closed, he slaps his bass every now and then. Have you played bass in other bands before, Alex? Did you play guitar in Mets? Yeah, no, no. This is a first, and it's 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 a. Uh, I think it's a. It seems like a, a bit of an exploration, and and uh, for all of us, we're sort of throwing all the rules out the window, and it, that's what's exciting about it. You know, we have respect for each other. We uh, enjoy kind of diving into something blindly so it's very much like we don't discuss anything it's you don't it talk is, about it anything. is very much improv and then we kind of whittle things down in the studio so um it's cool it's like i've never been in a band that can be so productive in a way you know because there's a no i mean it, it's uh well it's just boom 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 because it's this free-flowing um series of ideas that that everyone can it's you know so in it, a way it's a jam band i guess it's yeah, kinda, it's yeah. Like you gotta that. be careful with that one well i know it's not a cool term but it starts that way and then it we sounds get like a to, jam band i saw it yeah and someone said are lids doing a hillside work- workshop i'm like i think lids is a hillside workshop <laughs> it's kind of just seems like a random array of like we were just certain- talking about how actually i met brian when he played in By Divine Right, and we did a hillside workshop together. Cons and By Divine Right. That was great. I remember that. It was much better than Cons and the Cramdens, if you saw that oh. one. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ones that made the bare naked ladies look edgy. <laughs> I don't care. I can say that. The Cranberries? The Cramdens. They're oh. Cramdens are a band from Guelph. Sandals and shorts on stage. Okay. Uh, Need okay, ice. Good. I'm sorry. Okay, but you said you guys did a Hawkwind cover. Yeah. We did. But that was in the Go By on. Divine Right thing? I, I can't remember which one it was, but I, I just... We did uh, Talking Heads one, and I remember I um, I have a photo at home where there's the cons looking pretty cool, and then there's me uh, wearing those... Um, it's hard to describe over the radio here, but we got a... They put them around the ropes of the tent so people don't hurt themselves and trip over them. They're like basically corrugated plastic. And I basically wore two on my legs and one on each arm to make myself look like a robot. And I had my Casio with me and I posed. And I have this photo that I found. And it's so perfect because I'm standing around Constantine's who are the 
obviously the coolest band in Canada at that moment. <laughs> and there's me like going, beep, burp, burp. like, hey, Dylan, take a photo of me. I look silly. You know, like, just like total, like, clown. You know, like, oh, I can well, you're having fun. What are you supposed to do? You know what you're doing. It's a workshop. Can I be in your band? You know, like, <laughs> Is there a is there a pressure when people like you guys are pals, and you know you're bringing kind of a certain pedigree to this thing? Is there any pressure at all on lids to do something, you know, amazing? Like you're just describing a moment where you're awestruck by the Constantines. Now you're playing in a band with that guy Doug. He's in the Constantines. I was actually awestruck by the Constantines. It's true. I was totally and as but you know I guess we. Uh, I don't feel that pressure from each other. Um, I don't really. We really don't feel that pressure from anywhere uh, at the moment. Do you, Doug? Do you feel anything? Like, do you, is just this is just for fun, right? I mean, you're not. It, it's for fun, but no. You take things seriously. I know you, Doug. The pressure you're is. I put it on myself. I yes, put it on myself. that's what I mean. Yeah, you want to, I want to do good. So, uh, and and in. I don't want to be the Steve Smith of this band. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Steve Smith of this band. Yeah. What is that a reference to? When uh, Steve Smith scored on his own oh, no, no, Okay, the, the Oilers. He's if, talking, I, if I put it in baseball terms, be, I don't want to be the Bill Buckner. The Bill Buckner. You don't want to flub this. I don't want to be the Bartman. Right. Yeah. He's got, I don't want to do the Bartman. There's lots of... <laughs> he's got a lot of uh, pretty pretty key sports uh, uh, analogies there. He doesn't want to F, F it up. No. I don't know why I can't swear on my own podcast. I feel self-conscious about it. Can I swear? Why can't I swear? There's no rules. It's because you're a father now. It's true. I my wife swears in front of my kids more than I do. I used to swear like a like a drunken pirate. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Doc Ellis. Yeah, like Doc Ellis. There you go, man. He's oh, got. Sorry, that's a tripping. Are you pirate. following? So this Pan Am Games thing. Are you following sports? Because you're a sports no, fan. No, I don't. I haven't been following the Pan Am Games. No. You know what's going on? Uh, I saw a headline. I was home with my parents. The London Free Press said that Canada was leading in the medal count. Does that make you happy? I'm happy for them. Are you proud of this country right now? I feel like you're angry. I look at your Facebook sometimes, Doug, and you seem... It's not... not un, deep into your... Not all right, un, let me put it this way. No, I'm, I'm not... I, I, it's weird for me to say proud because I didn't really do anything. I just... Yeah. I, was, I feel very lucky. I'm proud of that answer. I just don't like the current uh, prime minister. Right. Who? I'm actually jealous of Brian because he's the only one here who's had the prime minister, the leader of a country come out and defame his band. Oh, because of your name? Yeah, I actually got in a little bit of a, a kerfuffle with Mr. Harper. I, yeah, you're right. That's pretty cool. And then right after that, that... I hate that guy. No, Wait, it's what happened? awesome. What happened? Tell the story. It's, I don't, it's awesome. I don't know the story. He I want to know the story. I don't think Canadians want government money going to fund bands with filthy names like holy fuck. Did he and, actually say that? Uh, no, I think he said holy yeah. f. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, and then your and next the show Stephen after Harper, that a was in my hometown, London, Ontario, and there was a straggling of protesters there, mm-hmm. and they're expecting yeah. to see evil people, and then <laughs> Brian Borcher gets out of the van. Hey, Hi, everybody! <laughs> hey, look at me! I'm a robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the thing. I mean, if you, uh, I don't know. I mean. I pissed off my teachers, I pissed off my principal, I, I pissed off the local RCMP in my town, and I pissed off the prime minister of the goddamn country. I kind of like got right to the top somehow, but by doing nothing. I've never done a, I don't know. No, you do stuff. I mean, you're clearly doing something. Well, I, I, I like to think that the things I do are sort of uh, born out of a certain amount of, uh, you know, 
they come from a good place. I think, you know, we make music that celebrates, you know, celebrates an experience. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I, I can't help but be proud of it. I think it puts you in a place where you have to make a decision, have you done something wrong or not? And it's like, no, I don't think I <laughs> I think I've just kind of made music that I kind of want people to like, and it's a little bit, it's for everybody. Yeah. I, I think my parents would not like that I'm, I play in a band with a guy whose other band is called Holy Fuck until I said, yeah, but you know Harper hated it. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you were saying that this might be a jam band. Is Lids a punk band then as well? What's the difference? Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go on record as saying it's not a jam band because we... No, it's too late. You already said it was a jam band. Okay, it's Can a jam band. Can I just interject for a second and say that there's a little bit of a goth element to what we do too, so I'm going to say it's Jampire. I'm just going to make up that... <laughs> Jampire Records? Yeah, yeah. Jampire Records. That's the name of this podcast. <laughs> I just like, ever since you said jam band, the smell of incense and Ronnie's is really like going up to my brain. Do you guys smell oh, that? That means someone dropped a stinky deuce in the in the bathroom. Did you, well, you used to work here, Doug? Is that, no, I never did. No, oh, you never Dallas worked here? Did. Dallas Oh, sorry. I get white people confused. Sorry, that was just a good... <laughs> yeah, we all look the same. I was going to say, Sorry. your stinky dude's comment was just a good uh, um, analogy on uh, jam bands. So anyway, sorry. Oh, man. Uh, Actually, I wanted to make an app that, if you, you know the, the thing, if you can't beat it, if you can't beat them, profit off them. It's an app. It's like a dating thing, but it connects jam band sound guys with jam band musician bands and jam band auxiliary musicians like the bongoist or the alto saxophonist. And it's like a concert calendar, and I want to call it Plenty of Fish, but with the PH. <laughs> How far along are you in this venture? This is, it's, it's an idea this only. This is Dragon's Den material, I think. you got to go on yeah, that yeah, show. Yeah, oh. Take that. You just gave away your million-dollar idea. I, I would love to do it just to have someone blow horrible alto sax right in Kevin O'Leary's <laughs> I don't, horrible I don't fish. think he's on that show anymore. I think he left. That guy left. That, okay. He left for the American shows or whatever. Why are we talking about this anyway? Oh, snake pit. It's awesome. Yeah, that's right. or shark Shark Tank. Snake pit. Shark Tank. You want it to be is it Shark Tank? That Slash's band was called Snake Pit. That's what I'm thinking of. I always get them mixed up. Oh man, jam, great jam band. Great jam band. Yeah. Slash's Snake Pit. They've got a bongoist. Jam band. <laughs> jam band. Alex, is this a punk band? Or it's not a jam band. You it's wanted a to funk say funk band with, with PH. You're just adding pH to everything now. <laughs> I don't know if that's any fun pH. I don't know. If it's I, don't know. I don't know. Vige. I don't know. I don't know the name. I don't know the, the genre, honestly. You don't like. Uh, you don't like it cares? when I. You don't like it when I ask you these questions, do you? Not really. So I'm Why? Gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna sw- I'm gonna. I'm gonna interject again. Sorry, Alex. We're uh, jambian. Just fighting with Alex. <laughs> Can I just? We're jambient. It's an it's jambient. Yeah. What do you? You don't like. Uh, you don't like to explain anything. You do. You feel like you have to overexplain things to <laughs> interviewers a lot. You'd rather just do shit and not... Why do you even do the interviews? Don't do the interviews. Why don't you do the... Well, I was contemplating not being here, but I wanted to say hi to you. Are you tired of it? Are you doing a lot of press with Mets and stuff? A little bit. And well, I, like I said, we drove from Ottawa today, and uh, yeah. it's been a long one. But anyway, punk, you know, what does that mean these days? I don't know. You don't know. These guys don't know. 
So we uh, love uh, punk music. The, all three of us grew up on it, you know, and uh, I, I we remember. bond over it. But we also bond over jam bands. So it's like, you know. Whoa. Oh, what? No? Aaron the Dirty Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> you like Aaron in the Dirty Laundry? I love that band. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I do remember when we were writing, when we started writing songs and Brian once said, yeah, it's weird. I always think that when you hit a fork in the road, go punk. Oh, what Which is, doesn't mean sound like rancid. No, no, no. It just means like... No, and I, maybe that's what Alex is being defensive about in terms of what punk means. Yeah, I, sure. I, I would think, knowing you guys, that you're probably politically... Like, I mean, politically as a band, a punk band. I watched the band once at uh, Long Winter. That's the only time I... How many times did you guys play Toronto, even? Five or six. Yeah, maybe about up there, like five. Up yeah. there, up there. We were like at least up to five. Right. So there's a bit of hubbub about a band that's only played five or six shows. You put out a single. But I saw it, and I, you know, I made a joke earlier about how it was like a hillside workshop. But it, that, to me, is freedom. Mm-hmm. To me, this seems like a very free thing. Although, Doug, are you playing to a drum machine? What are you playing to? Two it? songs, yeah. You got a drum machine in your headphone thing there. Yeah, yeah. What's that like? Not it's... Punk. <laughs> I used to do that. You remember? I don't know if you ever saw the band I was in with Dallas and Steve from your band, The Constant. Captain Copilot. Well, before Captain Copilot, we had PDH. a band. Were you PDH? No, I was on PDH. We established that on Low the last volume. time. No, 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 no. Uh, Die Octave. Die Octave. Die Octave was a band where it was Dallas and Steve on bass and guitar and me on drums. But Dallas, because they had such an issue with drummers, was like, fuck those guys. Hey, I did it. I swore on my own podcast. Yeah. He programmed a drum machine. And you're quoting Dallas. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am quoting All Dallas. Quoting <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> That's right. It's not me. Please, Prime Minister Harper, don't come after me. Uh, no, Dallas made a drum machine. Uh, so I had to play with the drum machine. It was really fun, actually. I actually liked it. Do you like it? Or is it weird? I do. It's because it, it's actually it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I'm not used to it, right? So I like it. You're not a click track guy. I rarely I have done it in the past. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I've dabbled in clickage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a song right there. There's got to be a lid song called Dabbled in Clickage. That's uh, Can I tell you your business? Is that a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. Can, what was the one I sent you guys the other day? I was like home alone and I had this pun and I was like, "Oh guys, this is, I can't remember what it's called now." <laughs> I had a song title. It was stupid. Anyway, I think I think there's a certain Who's lawyer. No. Jazz dentist. Jazz dentist. Oh, because it's a blues lawyer. Yeah, we're talking. No, that's not a song title. That was a concept. We oh, were, okay. We were uh, developing substitute teacher. Um, <laughs> just gotta, gotta okay, I I feel like you know you are you still playing with City and Color, Doug? I am. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got that, which is pretty song oriented. Metz is pretty song oriented. I think Holy Fuck is pretty song oriented. Like these are compositions. More now than ever. Yeah, more now than ever. I think. Uh, we have a new record that's finished. It's not out yet, and it's it's ever more going down a song road. But yeah, we didn't we we started very loose. So yeah, yeah. So my point is that this is seems like a buddy band, which means you get to have fun and not give a shit about anything, right? Is that what the point of Lids is, Alex? Yes. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like a buddy movie, right? Eh? Yeah, it's like a buddy movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a cross of 48 hours with plants, trains, and automobiles. You know, I mean, Alex is sort of... <laughs> I think Alex's resistance is valid because I also, coming driving down here and uh, you know in the slow traffic because I couldn't take the left lane, I was thinking, like, what am I going to talk to Lids about? It's so young. I kind of think I get it. You know, I think it's three dudes who have played in bands a long time, played music a long time, just having fun. And it's pointless to be like, what's the future like? Because I bet you don't know. 
this is just happening as it's happening. Like, right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I interviewing you or am I interviewing me at this point? Well, it's hard enough to just ha- to get to find time to rehearse once, uh, you know, every three months or four months. So everyone's in, going different directions, and that's it's uh, it's never been the point to do more than just whenever we're home, get together, and do uh, whatever we feel like, and you know. W- and you know we've got some recordings in the bag that we might see the light of day, might not. You know, that's what we've actually. It's so nice. It's a kind of like it's just one of these, there's no expectations other than what we want to do. I, I think it's weird. Yeah, we recorded in uh, January in a studio in Detroit with this guy Chris Colte, who we all know, independent of each other. Who is Chris? I don't think I know that name. He, he uh, he's a uh, he just house guy that we we toured with him a holy fuck. Because he's an old friend of the drummer in Holy Fuck, because they're Ohio guys. Um, he's much more than that. I mean, to anyone in Detroit, he's kind of like a little bit of a like a you know an honorary mayor of the you know knows so many of the music, so many different bands, and also tours a lot. So he does front of house for uh, Deer Hunter, Liars. Uh, he was with so War on Drugs for a while, and he, he War on Drugs, right? Yeah, he just left War on Drugs, and uh, he did Swans and stuff. So he's just a guy, you see him everywhere, and now you know the name Colte, you're going to see it in every bathroom across the world. Like, you'll be in the most unlikely elevator on your way to the weirdest dressing room you've ever been in in Singapore or something, and right where your eye is going to look in that moment when you're bored, he's... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Had that specific genius of finding the one point to, to put his Sharpie tag right at that like right by the button that you're gonna hit and you're like Cote you know he's just <laughs> just a, and he's a fucking asshole too so you gotta say fuck you Colton no sorry shouldn't swear so much anyway I'm joking that's okay I broke the barrier you can yeah. do whatever you want now he's a I say that with a lot of love but if you know him you'll know where we're getting at he's one of those guys who will constantly push you and poke you and and uh yeah he's a grumpy um wonderful person so you make the record with chris he engineered the record well we did we did we recorded a couple songs down there they're not done yet but oh, okay but okay the, the point i was making is we all met him independent of each other oh right sorry and know him and then so brian's like oh my friend and i'm you know i'm like i know that guy and i'd been to his studio when he was just starting it uh-huh. and he's mixed you guys a couple times he's yeah he's come on the road with us and we've you know, uh, stayed at his studio, and yeah. you know, so he's just one of those guys that's. In, in fact, everyone gets to know. It, what was it? December 2013. We were in Perth, Australia. Uh-huh. I was there. Oh. Yeah, yeah. 
most isolated city in the world. Metz is there. And Chris Colte was there with Deer Hunter, and he mixed you guys. That night, and then we yeah. met at a bar. I'm like, I know this bar that's open late. It's like, because like, the bars close early there. And we walk in, and we're hanging out, and it's like, we'll look up, drink of the month, Rob Ford cocktail. Um. <laughs> I can vouch for this story only insofar as I was the jealous guy on the other end of Instagram. Like, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I like, dude. And and Colte kept ordering shots and killed us. And you have to order food after midnight to get served there. So we were ordering, and they were the worst fries and the worst nachos. And we're just like, yeah, another plate of nachos and six shots of tequila and six beers. (laughs) Coopers. That's nice. Or no, no, uh, Victoria. The the, what's? Yeah, Yeah. the bitter. But anyways, so there's just there's just uneaten nachos and fries piling up. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you had to order them to get served. Okay. Well, I'm glad I asked about the lids recording. Because I <laughs> took us down under for it no reason. It's, it's an international yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you, uh, got... <laughs> you have to direct all your questions at Alex from now on. That reminds me of a story I once heard that involved no one other than myself. Can I tell it? Uh, anyway. I, I feel like this is basically like the band. Like this is the sound of the band, this interview. Just chaos, random shit, and it's good. I think that's why it's good. I like it, and I'm glad you guys are doing this thing. So you're going to, what, maybe do something? You don't know what you're going to do with these recordings, and you're all busy. You're, Alex, I assume, is the busiest right now? Uh, no, that's not true. Oh, Doug, you're busy? No, no, Alex is the busiest right now. Why are you pointed at Doug? Is he busy? Well, I mean, you were the ago. hardest one. A couple months ago, you were impossible to get a hold of. because City and Color or Constantine? Yeah. Both. Both. Both? Yeah. You juggling stuff okay? Is it weird? I get by. Because you have, like, the calendar. I saw your iPhone once with the City and Color dates. They just sort of show up, don't they? Like you'll, uh, you'll check your phone and it'll just be like, every date? Yeah, but a- the good thing is, is... Uh, with cons and city and colors, uh, Rob Zifarelli, love you, buddy. He's, he books both bands. Oh, so, you're lucky that. So way. if there is a conflict, he he knows right away, even if I don't. Okay. And in fact, often we'll get show we'll get show offers, and I look at my calendar, and then I look at the Mets website, and I'm like, oh, thanks, love to play the show, but Alex is going to be in Thessaloniki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, can't can't come to Hamilton. Right. He's going to be on Easter Island and doing a really cool new festival. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's cool. You, I, I'd also like to say that I'm not that busy right now. So, hey, anybody wants to jam, uh, you can look me up. I'm on Facebook. Um, You've got Dusted going on too, right? Yeah, there's that. Thanks. Yeah. Is, you have a, is there a new Dusted record? Uh, yeah, I'm working on it right now. Yep. And you guys just played a show I saw on Instagram, maybe? Yeah, we played it on Instagram. It was an exclusive. It's the first time it ever happened. It was only a series of stills. Uh, but if you scroll really fast, it actually animates and looks like you're playing. It's like, pff, you got to scroll really fast. Anyway, it's a new thing they're trying out. Uh, yeah, so check that out. Uh, the first ever live to Instagram performance dusted. Okay, cool. So at Hillside... Do you guys have like 45 minutes or whatever you need? To, you got enough? Like, do you got enough material to fill out a set? Well, we're Don't gonna, you worry about that. We're right. gonna, it's my job to worry. We're going to tell stories between songs, and it's actually going to go an hour over. <laughs> <laughs> You've already predicted an hour over. And we're going we're gonna to get Jambient. <laughs> 
Just you wait. So textures. I'm trying to go out on uh, for people who don't know lids. How do I describe this sound? I think we've done a good job, haven't I? I say it's like a hillside workshop. What is there anything you want to point to? Because you're gonna as a new it's band. It's not like a hillside workshop. It is. Come on. No, it is. It's like the hillside wor- workshop I saw that was the Camdens with Constantine's. What song did they do again? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you, you insulted we, by that? I remember doing an Iggy Pop uh, cover. Go ahead. You can tell me. No, I'm not. It's like a free-for-all. It okay. felt like a bit of a free-for-all, except that it was structured. What is like a jam band is when we, when we write the songs, and then we trim the fat, and it's not jamming. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it was like a hillside workshop. Seriously, a, point people to something honestly, that you'd like them to think. If they know, I think you said it best when you said we do sound a bit like all the bands we play. In. And um, I, I, that's sort of how it starts very innocently for us. And you know, as we progress in this, it'll probably take on its own life and, and bear its own children so to speak but right now it's really uh it's really an amalgamation of the three you know my three dads it's just what it is man you saw that movie or what is it called three men and a baby <laughs> that's what it sounds like oh totally you're thinking you're, <laughs> I, I, you yeah. were thinking of the tv show my two dads and you then you thought three men and a baby it's a lot like toronto and their hov lanes two and three you prefer to Say three. It's, that's more like, it's more like fi- Full House with three Uncle Jesses. Yeah, that's what it's like. That's what your band is like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyone... No, but it's every band we played in and every band we wish we played in. Who did, who did you wish you played in? I just, I'm curious about that. That's interesting. Mm. Let's not go down that. That is a good point, though. I'd like to say that that's a good description of what we're doing because I think maybe that's the one thing that we were... That, at least for me... I can speak for myself. This is a, a moment to, to play with my friends, but also, yeah, to do the things you can't can't do in your other band. So it, it, it has those things that would obviously bring listeners back to the band that you're in. Like, if you like this band, you'd probably like our other three bands. That I would hope so. I think that would be a given. But it is an opportunity. I mean, for me, again, it's a little bit just on the surface for me because I get to play guitar. I get to I get to sing and play guitar and do the things I did when I was a teenager and... and, and uh, yeah, so it's a little bit of that. It's a little bit of what we've been doing, but it's also what we want to do. It's a little bit of a fantasy band, you know? Yeah. I remember one of our old songs that we don't play anymore, where we played the one show, and it was like, we were being like, man, I, I kind of feel like we're the MC5 covering can. Nice. See, <laughs> right? that's what that's good. That's a good description. I mean, yeah. For that song. For that song. Yeah. But I, that's what I mean. Which it's, we don't play anymore. But that's oh, a, stuff Which you won't see at Hillside. <laughs> Mick 5. i always been pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> That's pretty good, dad actually. Jokes. We also sound like dad jokes. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> is there any dads? There's no dads in the band. Oh, bunch of bastard jokes. You guys are dadists. You should have at least one dad in your band to keep everything in line. We're, yeah, dadaists band. <laughs> dad, All right, I think we petered off uh, significantly here. I, I, I'd like to uh, wrap this up and thank you, uh, Lids, for being on this show. And you know, obviously, I wish you luck. And if you need luck, do you need luck? I can't even tell. I've taken it when I can get it. Yeah, take the luck. I think, no, I wish you luck with everything. Is there a song by Lids that we can play for people right now so that they know what you sound like, sort of? You can play two songs from us. You you can take your pick. We have uh, Side A is called Stars Fest, so that brings it all right back home to the Toronto discussion we have. The other one is called Blank Flag. Uh, yeah, they're just they're, they're the two songs on the seven inch. You want one of them or both of them? Do you really want me to play both of your songs on a podcast? No, hell no. I was giving me, me, myself an out so that you could pick the one you well, want. I don't want to. I want you. I want you to play both. 
if I you have could. To, you yeah. want me to play both? Would you do that? Like right in a row? Yeah. Yeah, and, and edit out the part of the interview that's boring and then put, put the other in song there's in. No so part, there's no part that's boring. I think this is all very interesting. You're going to edit this interview though, right? Not really. Well, anything that you edit out, like the little moments you could, in, you could intersplice. You have time to edit. He's got a kid. Two He's got kids. two kids. Two. I don't have time to edit. I'm too busy editing them. Splicing some of our jokes into the song, and it'll be great. Okay, I'll try. You want me to do kind of a weird thing? Yeah. Make it sound like you're listening to like uh, the audio version of a song from a movie. You know, when they when they throw they have clips in it, like pivotal clips. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I might just I just might play the I'll play this I'll play the songs I'll just play the two songs. Did you say Sars Fest? Mm -hmm. What is it a reference to Sars Stock? Uh, Was it called Sars Stock? Did I fuck the whole thing up? The thing I went to with AC... Did you go to that? Did you see ACDC at No, Star because Stuff? I thought it was going to be a shit show, but it, it turned out to be all right. It was all right. ACDC were amazing. I saw ACDC and Rush and the Rolling Stones in one day. Yeah, because it's a... Sorry, it is a direct reference to that, but I always thought it was called Sarsfest. Isn't it called Sarsstock? Does that sound I familiar? Think, I think you're right. If it was called Sarsstock, I messed up, because that should be the name of the song on the I, side I, A. It should be called... That it, sounds it's, better, let's be real. Sarsfest yeah. sounds like a festival for Sars. Like for, well, for SARS to I remember, attend. I remember Brian saying, hey, guys, remember how the most memorable rock festival that's happened in Toronto was named after a contagious fatal respiratory yeah. disease? Great city. Let's Wonderful relive city. that golden moment. <laughs> this garbage strike. Yeah. Did you want it? Were you alluding to that festival or was it just a Toronto? Was. I was. That was entirely... It, 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 goes totally back to everything we started with about Mel Lastman was the mayor yeah it, but it's exactly that it's like this kind of thing where we've had these festivals they come and they go and they fail what's one of them that did well well the one that never really got a name they just called it SARS Fest or SARS Stock or whatever and but again it's that lack of foresight because usually people are doing a festival with the idea that they're going to like it's some kind of an investment and you're investing in your future you do Coachella and you lose money, but you know that six years down the road you're going to make it in spades and it's like you're building a future. But they called it SARS Doc. You can't relive that year Is after it year true after year. That ACDC were so good that people were flooding out the door I before the Stones yeah. played. Yeah. Well, the problem is. This yes. True? It's. Here's the thing. It's because uh, that's what I've heard. It's true. I was there. That's incredible. I, as a Stones well, fan... Well, it's not incredible because I can see it Okay, first of all, there were 500,000 people there. Mm. And so you see ACDC put on the best show ever. Stones weren't that great. Like, I've seen the Stones, and they just weren't playing a great show. And they brought Justin Timberlake out, who was just getting to that point where people like us, He's not just. us specifically, but people you respect would be like, I actually don't mind the new Justin Timberlake album, right? And you'd be like, what, the guy from that other band? Really? But that's what was starting to happen. So they brought him out, and I think people were just like, dudes, like, ACDC just played. You've got a rock here. You can't do Miss You with Justin Timberlake. It seems weird. And I'm not trying to be macho here or manly. I just think it was weird. So, yes, to answer your question, it's true. I was among the people who were like, let's just get to the car. Will Kidman got a job there. He was selling beer in a beer tent. Will from the cons, yeah? Yes, and... He got in, and I love this story because he was selling beer, and then he hears and ACDC fires up, and he just takes his apron off and goes, I quit. <laughs> That's amazing. And he went as a Stones fan, and he said ACDC blew them off the stage. Yeah, it's, at, it was no contest. And at the time, too, we were sharing a practice space at Cherry Beach mm-hmm. with Do Make Say Think. And they're like, 
we were practicing and we're like, and in the big room, they're like, man, that's the greatest ACDC cover band we've ever heard. Oh my God. And then they realized it was ACDC rehearsing for the concert. Oh my God, really? True story. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. You want to hear another true story? It, also, the reason why they call it SARS Stock or SARS Fest, whatever you have. SARS Stock. Okay. Well, um, ACDC played so good that people went with SARS and it cured them. I hadn't heard that at all. That seems wrong. No, it's true. And it turns out the cure for SARS is a, to get a little thunderstruck. <laughs> Do you know my kid, Levon, if he sees a cat on the street, he's like, that cat's name is Thunderstruck because he's so obsessed with ACDC. I remember we had a discussion online where you're trying to convince your son that Hoover is better than ACDC. Well. And your four-year-old is right. No, I was just like, let's try. You know, after a while, even I'm like. And he's a Bonist, right? Yes, he's, he's more, not a yeah. Johnsonist. No, he is a Johnsonist. He's a Johnsonist. Well, I've told you this story, and I've told it before on this show. My kid was obsessed with Bon Scott era ACDC until he found out that Bon Scott died. Like I had to tell him that Bon Scott died, and he found it in a terrible way because ACDC were on the Grammys recently, and he's like, "What the? Who's?" I'm like, "Yeah, they're old now." He's like, "Oh, and who?" And I was like, "That's Brian Johnson. Bon Scott died." And from that point. He was like, I like Brian Johnson better. He wanted to hear Back in Black. It's awesome, you know, because I think one of my first times I had to, when I was young and I had to confront mortality. Yeah. It was Back in Black. Right. Right. Were you my, a fan of the band before that no, album? I was too, no, oh, I was too young. You were too young. You would have been like four cousin, or five or something. And he's yeah. like, yeah, because the old singer died. And this yeah. Is new one, cause family Christmas. This is a good story. Family <laughs> Christmas. Hanging out. Yeah. And I had this older uncle, uh, cousin, Tony. Cousin. Yeah, Tony. He had long, curly red hair. And a teen stash, and, and I go, and I knew he liked rock music, and I got my first cassette, and I'm like, Tony, look what I got for Christmas. It's Corey Hart, First Defense. And he just goes, Corey Hart's a fag. <laughs> and that's all he said, and he just keeps eating, and, and, just, and I'm heartbroken. And then after dinner, he goes, come with me, and we go downstairs in my grandma's house, and he, I don't know why he had it there, but he plugged Gibson SG into a Marshall lamp, and drops back and black on the turntable and starts playing along. <laughs> and that's when I realized m- mere mortals can do this. Yes, that's right. You've told me that story. And then you were also astonished because he flipped the record and you got to hear You Shook Me All Night Long. Yes. And that was the second thing and you And he's heard. like, this is the new singer. The old guy died. Yeah, so you and my son need to hang out and just talk about this because I think to. there needs to be a, a support group for people getting over, you know, 35, 40 years later the death of Bon Scott and the emergence of Brian Johnson in ACDC. I'm glad we went out on ACDC. And actually, yeah, hung over as crap after hanging out with this guy in Perth, on, Perth, Australia. I went and found Bon Scott's grave. Oh, amazing. I found Bon Scott's statue in Fremantle. <laughs> no, I won't continue the story. This is awful. What? Um, oh, I found some <laughs> refuse on the ground and I put it in his mouth so it looked like he was joking. <laughs> oh, no. That is terrible. That is a bad, that is a bad, I think Lids just broke up on the show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Usually when you do this, you're like the snake in the garden. No, I'm not. But instead of an apple, it's like bacon and eggs. You're like, oh, bacon. Come on. That was not my fault. The Constantine's breaking up. the hog of knowledge. Come on. That was not my fault. I don't know. You keep saying that, but I do not like the cause friction. He's the one who's stuffing garbage in the corpse of Bon Scott or whatever he did. That's terrible. Anyway, that's awful. All right, let's play your two Lid songs. 
And let's all admit they're not as good as ACDC, but possibly better than Hoover. And uh, yes, we'll yes. go out on <laughs> we'll go out on that. Oh wait, sorry. Very quickly. For the record, lids are better than the Stones. All right, lids might be better than the Stones. Uh, very quickly. Uh, Certainly better than Steel Wheels. Beyond, I the Steel Wheels has it has its moments. I beyond uh, uh, lids. What do you got coming up, Doug, in your various music projects? Oh well, I be, I'll be playing Hillside with Constantine's, and then the very next day, readjourning with. This power trio. Right. To play Hillside with Lids. That's yep. great. And yep. then uh, Mets. What's going on with Mets, Alex? Uh, lots of touring. Uh, some states, some Europe, uh, uh, way home. You're doing the way home thing. Yeah. Are you excited to do that? Florence and the mother, motherfucking machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's their new name. All right. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. Afterwards. Yeah. Like, it seems like it might be a little yeah, Well, strange. you know what is exciting about it is that our, our lineup that night uh, is uh, Highest Order, Us, and then Timber Tambor. Oh, so got... it's more or less it's just a Toronto show in a field. Right, right, yeah. right. So okay. I am excited about it. Cool, and then the rest is Europe and Mets. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And, Brian, you were saying you're not as busy. Uh, the Holy Fuck record is just got mastered, so we're going to be putting that out in the new year. Um, so we will be really busy. In fact, I should be thinking entirely about album artwork and all that stuff and putting things together but i'm trying to i have to mix the dusted record by the end of the month so i'm busy insofar as i'm trying to like tie up all those loose ends but not touring busy is there a date on the holy fuck record i know you just got a master do you know roughly when it might be out? no early new year um we are have we're playing in london uh england uh in the 8th of august so that's going to be sort of like our return we haven't played london in probably four years or so so it's definitely like a uh, return kind of show so every little show we're doing has a huge amount of pressure on it it's great I don't I'm not just saying this because you and I are sitting beside each other but I ran into a guy named Andrew near my house today and he we were talking we were talking about Hillside and he said that uh, he saw Holy Fuck there and it was the best thing he's ever seen at Hillside oh that's nice I think I saw that show yeah it would have been the last time you played it was really astonishing that would have been in the island island tent right the island stage so we, uh, we've played twice and it's been the same one. I don't, yeah, I think you, you, you would know. Yeah, it's the yeah. island stage. Yeah, it was uh, to play there. Just a, one of my favorite shows ever was probably the, the first one we did in there with, uh, I think, uh, Cadence Weapon came out at one point and someone in the audience filmed it and kind of did a 360 and showed everybody in the tent going crazy. Yeah, yeah. And that surfaced on YouTube. I, I don't know. It was a real... Um, euphoric moment for us then we had Owen Pallet come up and play Lovely Album with us it was the first time he'd ever played it with us because he, he recorded it with us on the album but we hadn't recorded it yet it was so early that we hadn't rec- made the album yet and it was like a new song and that was the first time he played it with us and that was sort of led to the way the album turned out Hillside uh, does mean a lot to you then yes it does absolutely yeah, yeah. you're excited that you get to do a lid show Absolutely, I think it's an incredible honor, like to to be in this band that I that I'm already so proud to be in because I love these guys and it's it's a, just a heap of fun. On top of that, to be invited back to Hillside, I didn't foresee that happening. It just was like, oh, this is great. It's, no, yeah, it's it, it was a real treat. We thought we'd be doing, we, basically, we'll do what we can, and we you know you can't predict what those shows will be, but this is a great festival, and I've had some of my favorite shows there, so. Cool. Well, that's nice to hear. And you, like, Alex, you played it once, I think, yeah, right? Yeah. You had a good time? time? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You were playing opposite Bonnie Prince Billy, I think? Yeah, it was something close like that. Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it went just, really well. well. His volume was just 
blowing you yeah, guys off the stage, though. Yeah, it was one of those though. moments where we were like, Keep it Bonnie down, Prince Billy. I've never seen anyone. Bonnie! I've never seen anyone do what Bonnie Prince Billy did. They did a really strange, just like one mic. He, they were like all the sound techs were like, "What do you need?" And he's like, "Nothing. We're just gonna all sit around this uh, one mic." You know what? I think I watched it with yeah. you. Oh, did you? Yeah, because oh, okay. we were done before. I'm pretty sure. Okay, it was just a little bit. I remember afterwards. apologizing to you because I had to introduce that set, the Bonnie Prince Billy Don McCarthy set. I said I can't see Mets. It was killing me because I was. You know I suggested you, you guys play I that. I recall, I'm, I actually said to the people, I was shocked. The tent was full. People were, were waiting to see us. I was shocked. And uh, I said, don't you know that Bonnie's playing? <laughs> I was, So I was, you know, you Wait. know. That's what Bonnie said. Tyler? Yeah. Which Bonnie? Let's give him something. <laughs> no, I was shocked. I was like, people are so kind, being so kind to us. They're, they're watching us play. And uh, meanwhile, you know, well, or at least in maybe 15 minutes or so, this great Singer-songwriter is about to start, so no, it was nice. I I, I have fond memories. Yeah, and yeah. and Doug, I assume Hillside is a is that significant for you in your memory banks? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You got Great. mostly cons or only cons? Only. Yeah. Well, this will be good. Yeah. I'm excited. All right, thank you, Lids. We're gonna play two songs. They're the only songs that have been released thus far, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this seven inches available where? Uh, Everywhere your fine local record dealer is. Uh, In the trunk of my car. Yeah. (laughs) All right. It's Telephone Explosion is the label? Yes. Yes. So look that up. All right, Brian. I mean, Brian. You're Brian. Doug, Alex, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks, Vish. (laughs) Thanks, Vish.
Thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at cfru.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.